Hey everyone, Paul here with a quick note about today's episode. This is one of our previous mini episodes that Carl and I recorded at some point last year, but it never got published. So we're going to go ahead and let everyone hear it now before we phased out these in place of the new format that we're going for. Anyway, here's the episode and we hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. And welcome to How to Fail at College. I'm Carl Beckham. And this is Paul Crowley. How to Fail at College is a podcast about how to survive college or fail miserably trying. So this is a special mini episode we're bringing to you about a specific topic that we want to discuss for just a few minutes. This one is based off of an article that I stumbled across after a quick blurb on NPR the other week. And it focuses on somewhat good news. As long as you understand what it's actually saying. Uh, so the headline, and this is courtesy of Marketplace on NPR, courtesy of Amy Scott, national graduation rate hits a new high. And this was referring to high school graduation rates. Yes. Okay. So what we're looking at now, fortunately, over 83% of high school seniors finished on time in 2015, which is huge gains made by students learning English, low-income students, African-American, Hispanic students. There's still some big gaps in there. And this was up from 71% over a decade ago. Which is just incredible. So in 10 years, we've increased the graduation rate by... 12%. 12%, which is good. That's 2 million more students coming out of high school instead of dropping out. Which, which is good. Decreasing that dropout rate is a fabulous thing. The And just the sheer possibility that getting that diploma gives to each of those students. Uh, Scott goes on to note that they're significantly less likely to be incarcerated or, and this is kind of a big one, live in poverty. With that degree, they're more likely to be employed and employable. That's fabulous. I think the only concern that I would have when I read through this, because obviously we want this graduation rate to increase, we want to keep it increasing. But one of the things that they mention here is that half the students take at least one remedial class in college. And that's across the board. You get even more specialized, as the article does, and it's upward up to 70% of students in community colleges are forced to take this class. In a, in a remedial class, it's covering material that they should have already learned in high school. Absolutely. And it's... The, the catch-22 with those remedial classes is they really are incredibly beneficial. I have had the opportunity to teach English 100 a few times before, and frankly, this is going to sound grossly egotistical, but as someone who studied that and has written countless papers throughout my college career, I learned as much teaching English 100 as I did in some thousand-level courses in graduate school. I found that to be the case as well. I think most people learn from teaching something rather than trying to learn it. So applying it in some kind of way and helping someone else understand it. I think the only concern I have about this is that, yes, we increased the graduation rate, but did we increase it by giving a pass to some students who maybe didn't meet the full criteria? The general fear of the large-scale dumbing down of high school education. Right. No, I think... 
It's a common complaint. It's a very common complaint. Is there I, evidence to support it? <laughs> well, I am the son of a high school teacher, so I will never, ever say there is dumbing down. But I, I'm sure there are certain situations. And when you look at what's happened in the past few years, the, the, the issue of Common Core, of kind of universalizing all of our education, trying to keep it synonymous, there's a shift. And there is the common complaint that we, with Common Core, have dumbed it down. And we are losing out on critical thinking skills and a lot of stuff that we, as college professors, expect. Yes, college like what you say there, college professors expect. However, the article that I found was called Not in My Classroom, and we see how at the college level we might be dumbing down some classes. So this was from Illinois State University. Some of the faculty there were upset when they found a PowerPoint that was circulating amongst that school's administration. It was a PowerPoint based on suggestions from a consultant they had hired and one of the things was to limit course offerings with high failure or withdrawal rates. So they want to retain students. And so if you can identify classes that a lot of people are failing, so they're not going to make you money, or people are withdrawing from, can we make them, they said, more utilitarian. The teachers took that as code for dumbing down course content and abandoning the liberal arts. It's, I struggle with the choice of utilitarianism in there because it, in many ways, for my English class, I always point out I try to make it as utilitarian as possible. Uh, it's not simply meant for people going into an English track. It is meant, I think of it more as, especially English 101, is college writing. And it's how to communicate, how to write papers in college. So that utilitarian aspect, whether you're in nursing or in welding or psychology. <laughs> Be careful now. Be careful. Uh, I try to incorporate lessons that can be used. Uh, build a toolbox with everything we have and just use what you need given the situation. So that's... Right. that's uh, I, yeah, I see the faculty's concerned. They're, they're seeing talk amongst administration saying we need to change these courses. And so the fear is that we're going to change them to dumb them down, mm -hmm. quote unquote dumb them down, make them easier. The administration comes back and says, quote, high failure rate courses should be redesigned with an eye on student success, not ease, end quote. Now, what they actually mean by that, I'm not sure, because it still sounds like we're trying to facilitate learning, but how do you do that? Do we want that grade at the end and makes them feel good, or do we actually want them to go through the rigor of what may be a difficult subject for a lot of people? Well, and in all fairness, that is also consultant speak. Yes. Uh, this is going to sound terrible and cliche. There's that those who can't teach quote, but there's also the fact that those who don't, don't teach. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, it's very, very icky. I, I don't like the idea of being asked to dumb down anything. I like, I hold my students to significant standards. I want yep. them to exceed. I want them to do incredibly well and I'll do anything I can. I just won't simplify it to base elements for them. Right. And I think you'll find that amongst most teachers and professors, high school, middle school, college, whatever it may be, that they don't want to dumb down the material. They want students to learn and learn everything that they're supposed to. That I'm not saying this has happened in our, institu our institution. I haven't had this experience at Tech whatsoever, 
but you could see how certain colleges you may get that impression or at certain high schools hey we want to increase our graduation rate so we need people to pass these classes what can we do to make it not easier they said but more successful for students no oh, we won't even get it into for profits today but no that actually there's an interesting we can tie it back into the initial article and there was a Andy Smerick, a fellow with the American Enterprise Institute, noted, talking about all the kids going to college, the graduation rate's improving. We've asked educators to get more kids to graduate, and they've succeeded at that, and so we should be proud. The next hurdle is making sure that high school graduation is synonymous with college and career readiness, and we're not there yet. But soon. Hopefully soon. We're getting there. Uh, we will post links to both of these articles in the show notes, and we appreciate any feedback you have on the articles and what uh, opinions you may have about them, so please reach out to us with that as well. No recommended readings for you this time around since it's a mini-episode. We'll have some more things for you to check out during our next regular show. So yeah, folks, that does wrap up our mini-episode, and we thank you so very much for listening. We would love to hear from you with any feedback or questions you may have. There are a number of ways to reach out to us. One of those is email, and you can reach us at at college at gmail.com we are also on twitter and encourage you to follow us there to stay in touch in between episodes we're ampersand fail at college that's the same handle ampersand fail at college where you can find us on instagram we would also like to invite you to take a moment and rate us in itunes and provide a review this is the best way to help other people find out about the show and if you haven't already please subscribe to the show whenever podcast client that you use this is what helps other people find us as well you can go ahead and do that now as you're listening. How to Fail at College is produced by Carl Breckham and myself, Paul Crowley. Our theme music is by Broke for Free, and the outro music is from Chris Stack. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much, folks. Hey, folks, and welcome to How to Fail at College. This is Carl Beckham. And I'm Paul Crowley. This is a podcast about how to survive college or fail miserably trying. Again? You might want to do the miserably kind of gotcha. I'm sorry, buddy. I hate that word. I know. I know. All right. Let's just start all over. Okay.